Welcome to Answers to Life's Challenging Questions, helping to open your eyes to the many solutions to life's everyday challenges. We spend so much time looking for support and guidance on how to resolve the issues we face, it can be easy to get lost and overwhelmed. Join in as we provide practical and professional advice to help guide you towards overcoming your barriers and finding the hope that will reignite your passion and help you live a happy and healthy life. Now please welcome your hosts, Dr. Pamela Jordan and Dr. Craig Dossman. Greetings, this is Dr. Craig Dossman, and I would like to welcome you. I'm also here with Pamela Jordan. We want to encourage you to continue to send in your questions so that uh, we can share with you from our experience when you're dealing with issues that might be too tough for you to handle. At this time, we're going to just go right into our questions. Great. Thank you, guys. All right. So I'm going to read the first question. After my boyfriend and I began talking about marriage, he confessed to me that he has struggled with an addiction to pornography for the past couple of years. I feel very hurt and betrayed. I don't know if I should rethink spending the rest of my life with someone who betrayed me this way. What should I do? Signed, Jules. First, I would like to say that, you know, we have negative issues and positive issues in relationship. But I would like to look at matters from a strength perspective. First of all, I think it's a good thing that your prospective uh, fiance wanted to disclose to you something that most people hold in secret. And I think right there, you're starting off with uh, a good path because when you're in a relationship, uh, I'm sure uh, uh, Dr. Jordan would agree with me that a good relationship should be where there's honesty and transparency and that no one's perfect, okay? Everyone has some issues that they've struggled with in life, but this particular issue that you are speaking about in terms of looking at a future relationship with the individual, first, pause for a moment and just think that at least he was honest enough to share with you something that for most people are quite embarrassed about. Uh, when you come with an addiction, especially a pornographic addiction, you're dealing with people who are perhaps in a situation dealing with anxieties, uh, depression. There are so much issues going on in their lives. And so they turn to this particular addiction as a coping mechanism or trying to find a way of escape. Now, let me share for just a moment and share with you something I shared with um, an individual who I had um, counseled about uh, going out or making future plans of marriage with a person who had an alcohol and also substance abuse addiction. Now, he also disclosed that problem honestly and openly uh, to, to his prospective uh, mate. But what was wise about the mate is that she acknowledged uh, and let him know that I appreciate you being honest with me, that you disclosed this issue with me, but then she said, I want to share with you that I did come from 
a family background where there was substance abuse. And so therefore, you know, I, my antennas kind of went up when you told me about this particular addiction. But basically, she, you know, she shared the fact that she, she, she still loved him and still felt that, you know, there could be a future with them together, but yet she set boundaries. And this is basically what she said. She said, now listen, I want you to continue uh, treatment because he said he was involved in treatment. I want you to continue in treatment. That's a matter that you're going to work on. And then if you can keep yourself clean for one year, then we can come around and talk about the future of our relationship. Now, I digress to go back to the area of pornography. What normally happens when a person is addicted to pornography is there's some sense in their life is they're not feeling fulfillment. And so what happens is that by turning to pornography and by watching it either on the internet or going out to a movie or whatever it might be, then they get to, to the point where it's almost like people who take drugs, they might start off by, by simply uh, what you would consider a harmless drug, but then somehow they graduate. It's almost like an alcoholic. He might just take a few beers, but then it's almost as if his body, uh, Dr. Jordan, gets used to that level of alcohol. So for him or her to get a greater kick, they need to add on liquor or other higher substance that their body then begins to handle while at the same time it destroys their liver and, and it can cause problem legally, the license plate. So this is really, to be quite honest with you, the same thing that could happen in the area of addiction to pornography. I've, I've had individuals who, that I've worked with, I've worked with groups, and uh, many of them, I would have to tell you, they, they, they moved from, from magazines and then they graduated to pornography. Now you don't have to go out to watch a, uh, uh, adult film at a theater. You can do it in the privacy of your own home. And so then they move to, to those issues of watching it on the internet. And what happens with the mate is, and that information is also shared with me, is that the mate feels that she, she is like a, a inanimate object that when, when, the, when the husband or the mate is, is being intimate, then what happens is that the wife begins to feel is that you're not really thinking about me. You're thinking about something else. And normally that's the situation that I've heard takes place, that they become, as you watch uh, these pornographic films, then an individual shared with me that then they're, they're just not satisfied with what we would call a common sexual act. But then they want to graduate and they have to watch things that that um, um, is too hard to explain because they want to increase. But as they continue to watch it, then their relationship, as if the wife 
or the husband can no longer satisfy them because they, they have found themselves in this cycle of addiction, but they can get help. And I would, I would recommend that they would seek, uh, get involved. You, you have Sex Anonymous, there, there are therapies, individual, and then there are groups. I found groups to be very helpful. Uh, so the individuals will feel that they're not alone, they're not by themselves, but you need to set clear boundaries. First, you, you let them know, I appreciate you telling me this, you sharing, uh, this information with me now for our future. What are your plans? What plans are you involved in to address these addictions? And I think that's part of the process. How how would you approach that, Dr. Jordan? I completely agree with a lot of what you said because I used to also work at a drug and alcohol rehab facility. I ran one for about three and a half, four years, and sexual addictions are very similar to those addictions of drug and alcohol. It starts off very moderate and mild, and you feel that you can be in control, and it accelerates to levels that um, you literally have no control over. Um, it becomes an illness, it becomes a sickness. And so I really want to encourage you, if he's been doing this for two years, it's very possible that he is at that level of severity, where he is in need of some type of therapy, counseling or group. Um, there are sexual addiction group um, counseling that he can attend. Similar to um, the uh, program, the Alcohol Addiction Anonymous, uh, he can also attend a a Sexual Addiction Anonymous group that he can seek further help in overcoming it. Uh, Dr. Dossman gave a great example of a couple who had gone through it, and I really if you really love this individual, it sounds like you do. Um, you just feel betrayed, and betrayal can really sometimes affect a relationship. Um, I want to encourage you also to uh, seek couple counseling um, so that you can overcome that feeling of betrayal. It appears probably that you were in love with him prior to learning this information. So I want to encourage you that your love has not changed for him. It's just the betrayal that you now are feeling that is causing you to react spontaneously in wanting to potentially end this relationship. If you still love him, and I'm certain that you do, I want to encourage you to get counseling. I want to encourage you to have him enroll in a program as well, a sexual addiction program. Um, And you can seek help and happiness beyond this. Uh, There is happiness in a relationship beyond this. Um, But it will take work. Um, I do encourage you to give him a year. Um, to really go through some uh, sound program, some really good program. And we can put that information um, uh, 
links onto this podcast so that you can click links and find um, additional information on help groups that you can seek out. Um, but I want to encourage you, you know, whatever time frame you agree on, if it's six months, if it's a year, uh, sit down and talk to him and agree on a time frame, you know, for him to really get help. Um, because we do want you to feel comfortable as you go into this uh, relationship as his wife, um, as you, uh, you know, you want to enter into this marriage, feeling um, safe, feeling um, validated as his wife. Um, and I want to encourage you to, you know, once you set that time frame, then, you know, revisit this, find out if he's still continuing or if this is something that he will be struggling with long term, and you'll have to make a decision at that time, whether or not you want to continue in the relationship, if the betrayal continues, and you are unable to forgive him, um, then, you know, we, you will need to, you know, make that decision for yourself. I know that forgiveness is essential in order for you to move on. Um, Forgiveness is not for him, it's for you. You know, uh, it's 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 for you to heal from the betrayal. And so I really want to encourage you to seek counseling so that you can get to the point that you can forgive him. But I agree with Dr. Dossman. It it's rare that a man will admit to it. And the fact that he is being honest and open with you and has admitted to this, um, admitted this to you without you having to find out by going through his search engines. Um, and finding out, you know, on your own, you know, um, I say that you definitely have a very sound foundation for a good long life of a relationship together yes. on honesty. Yeah, uh, I also wanted to add, I agree so much with that, Dr. Jordan, but I also want to add that, you know, we want to disclose the fact that in the field of therapy, you have individuals who really honestly don't think that this is a problem. And uh, so in seeking therapy, you want to get help from people who believe that this is actually an addiction. It can lead to some serious behaviors because like I said, it can start, it starts small. It might start with a magazine and then it will graduate to uh, uh, going on the internet and spending hours and hours of watching, uh, bringing up shame and, and, uh, and embarrassment. It could lead to going to these, not just theaters, now they have these places where they say you can go in there and you can view these videos and private booths and things like that. And often I've had individuals share with me and disclose the fact that it also led them to going in areas and and, and actually actually having uh, these extra marital relationships because of all of these fantasies in their mind. And also, I would uh, also want to add on this fact that it's important that once he disclosed to you uh, this this concern, it's also all right for you to just ask the question, tell me about this. When did it start? Normally, when we see people's behavior, something might have happened in childhood. Perhaps that person might be a, a victim of sexual uh, abuse. 
because normally we found out that children and uh, uh, teenagers who have been sexually abused grow up and they, they have a way of acting out in an inappropriate sexual matter. So that's why therapy is important because it will not only just deal with the issue, but it will try to go to the root of the problem. How did this get started? So if we can, because actually, Dr. Jordan, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that if a man's walking down the street and he has a big old beer bottle, you know, in, in his rear pocket and he's moving from east to west and with dilating eyes and, and he's slurred speech, you, you can come to the conclusion that he's drunk. So when you want to treat someone, you want to go to the root. Yes, I know he's drunk, but what made him pick up the bottle in the first place? So I want to get to the root of the problem, because if I can deal with the root, then I don't have to worry about growing up trees of these addictive behaviors. And so that's why I think therapy is important for for him uh, to get support. And also you can get support to find more about that so you can be supportive. But in this these type of relationship, you have to set clear boundaries. You, you have to let them know in the house, we're not gonna have any secret rooms or things like that. Everything we're gonna do is gonna be in the open. If you have a problem or you, you feel a trigger to uh, go out and do something, speak up, put a sign, let's communicate. And, and I think that's a way that we can resolve the problem. But it's good that the person spoke about it. Now you have some issues that you need to work on because that's what happened in all relationships. No one's perfect, but if people are honest and putting it all on the table, you have to say to yourself, can I live my life with this person with these issues? if this person is willing to get help. I completely agree. I hope this has helped you. And uh, like I said, we really want to encourage you and your future husband to seek counseling. This concludes another episode of Answers to Life's Challenging Questions. It has been a joy answering some of your questions that you have submitted to us on Facebook and Instagram. And we really want to encourage you to continue asking us questions so that we can continue building additional episodes for you to listen to. We appreciate you joining us on this episode of Answers to Life's Challenging Questions. For more information and resources, be sure to join us on Facebook to connect directly with your hosts, as well as others just like you who are looking for answers to life's challenging questions. You can find us at facebook.com slash answers to life's questions. Until next time.